Taking care of your body during a pandemic is not an easy feat. On today's episode, Travis and Jordan speak with Max Nottinson, a certified online fitness coach. They talk health and fitness during COVID-19. Let's get moving. Obviously, right now with COVID nineteen and everything, how has you know that really changed your fitness routine? You know, with all the restrictions of social distancing and having to be quarantined. That's a uh, a super valid question. Yeah, it's definitely been difficult. Um, I have never really been a huge fan of home workouts or anything less than what is kind of like optimal, at least for my own training. Uh, so switching to doing like home workouts from going to a gym, whatever, four or five times a week was a pretty drastic change. But, um, the biggest things for me were like, I ended up getting resistance bands, some pretty cheap ones from Walmart, I think. And just having those alone gives me some, something like concrete to use for my workouts and something to actually provide resistance and put my muscles through like a decent workout. Cause I'm, I'm not really trying to build muscle while I'm at home, but any kind of load is better than it's a lot better than nothing for actually maintaining muscle. So that's made a huge difference for me. Um, and then there's also the aspect of it of like building it into a routine and actually getting into a rhythm with things at home. And that's been a solid effort. It's it's definitely happening now. It was just a matter of like figuring out, okay, before I start my work day at home, do I want to do the workout in the morning? Do I want to do it once I'm done? And I've kind of played around with that as well as like splitting workouts up into different length workouts. So like shorter 20, 30 minute workouts where I prioritize just like one or two muscle groups versus like bigger full body sessions. Uh, personally, I prefer the l- longer full body ones, but like I have a lot of coaching clients who prefer the quicker spurts of working out. So I would say mainly to answer your question, it's been a lot of just exploring the nuances of how to make it a a part of my routine and seeing what works best. It hasn't been ideal, but it's very doable. So for listeners that are uh, maybe used to more low volume, higher weight type of reps at the gym, um, can you switch to something like a high volume, low weight, you know, like resistance bands? Um, Are you going to maintain your muscle mass if you, instead of doing 10 or three sets of 10 arm curls, you do like 100 curls with the resistance bands? Yeah, it's as far as maintaining that muscle, I mean, this is something I looked into pretty closely. And all of the research kind of points to that, it really doesn't take much to maintain most, if not all of the muscle you've built, it's really just a matter of like, it being a lot harder to build, because if you're used to squatting 300 pounds, and then you're going to like, doing squats with a resistance band, then, you know, it's not even close. But um, yeah, you can maintain a lot more than at least I initially realized just by doing that. And you don't necessarily have to go crazy on the volume. I think just putting your muscles through the what feels like an adequate amount of tension, for me at least, has done the trick pretty well. Yeah, I definitely seen that myself. I've only have a couple dumbbells and haven't been able to really, you know, obviously lift heavy weight, but you know, just getting that the muscle, you know, going through the motions and doing what I can with what I have has been pretty good. I was going to say, do you think like most people you've seen online or, you know, the people you work with and your friends and family have kind of stepped back from their normal routines and kind of given up or more people have kind of, you know, really tried to find ways of staying active and being creative during this time? 
Yeah, because on top of that, I've noticed when I look outside, people run. I didn't even know that I had so many neighbors running around the, the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny that once you're like forced to stay inside, you see so many more people outside. But um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from what I've seen at least, it's been a pretty even split in that some people feel really discouraged by this and some people feel almost empowered by it. And I think that's just because certain people thrive with more control over their lives and certain people thrive when kind of being told what to do and being in a rhythm that they aren't directly controlling. And I don't think there's like a right answer there, but um, it also isn't so black and white in that like, personally, I, I think in general, I've done pretty well with the change of circumstances in that like, I feel pretty confident about my routine. I was already used to working from home. So that wasn't a very big switch. But I also will have days where I'm like, this sucks. And I, I feel kind of shitty. I, I definitely have like shittier days and days where I feel really discouraged. And it's like, I want to see people I want to go to the gym, I feel like I'm not doing as much as I could be. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think it can go either way. But it's it's a very individual thing and i don't think there is a right answer like if if you are somebody struggling with the circumstances i don't think that's wrong at all or invalid it's perfectly valid response to a difficult situation so as a as a trainer how are you feeling the business impact of of what's going on with your clients hmm i mean for me i only do online coaching so i've actually never really hmm. done much in person coaching um Fortunately, oh, so you're, you're basically ready for this. You're pre you've yeah. been prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting yeah. for this. But uh, yeah, and I will say it's like, obviously finances for a lot of people have become, have come more into play. So it's mm -hmm. probably not as easy to like take on new clients. But for the most part, it I am very grateful that I haven't been impacted more by this and that what I'm doing is already kind of ready for this situation, if not ideal for it. Yeah, I think it helps that you were already sort of set up as an online business. It's interesting because I've noticed, you know, we run an ad agency and just our clients, we've noticed a lot of brick and mortar type businesses made a really quick conversion to online. Um, and I, I think the world after this is going to be better in a lot of ways in terms of efficiency. People are starting to realize that you don't need to be in person, especially with a personal trainer. Uh, I'm sure the majority of your job is giving somebody a routine and getting them to stick to it uh, so that they can essentially follow what we know works to build muscle or to lose weight or whatever their goals are. You don't need to be touching them to do that. You don't need to be in physical contact with them. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've always kind of seen the just in-person personal training, not to like talk down about it at all, because I think it does have a lot of value, but I think- sure in general, it's probably a little bit overvalued and how effective it is for what most people are looking to do, which is like make a physical change. And most yep. of that usually comes down to their nutrition, which you usually wouldn't go over with an in-person trainer. And there's, mm -hmm. like you're saying, there's so many other options that you can do mm -hmm. literally from home that will provide you the same, if not a better result. So it is kind of interesting to see this shift and, and how it's like, it was probably inevitably going to be moving in this direction anyways, but because of mm -hmm the circumstances, it's really uh, accelerated it. But uh, if you don't mind me asking, how has it affected you guys with uh, the marketing side of things? Um, well, certainly businesses are cutting their marketing budget. We haven't been impacted to the point where it's really um, detrimental to our business, but uh, we've definitely seen an impact. We definitely, it's surprisingly 
bigger brands that we work with have been more impacted than smaller ones. Hmm. Uh, and I think it's because most of the smaller brands we work with are e-commerce brands. Most of the bigger brands are either publicly traded or they're, they're seeing some sort of economical impact, which is causing them to lower their, their marketing budget. Um, so we're, we're pushing through on, on medium grade ice. We're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. I think like everybody else, we're just hoping that there's an end soon. So yeah. I know Jordan has some nutrition questions for you and I'm super, I have so many nutrition <laughs> questions. Uh, and I know that people listening to our podcast, uh, especially being confined to your house, um, it can be really, really difficult to eat right. Uh, it's funny, I am pretty good about diet. I'm very conscious of it. Uh, I think from the things that I read about you, I have a similar mindset. I don't micromanage my diet, but I definitely look at it on an overall type of basis. Um, you know, I do things like when I go grocery shopping, I don't put chips in my house because I know that I'll eat them in one night. <laughs> um, but I, you know, the other day, it's funny, we did a big grocery shopping, get a lot of vegetables and fruit and healthy lean meats. Um, and then on, I guess this was probably last Thursday. And then on Saturday, my girlfriend and I made a special trip to the grocery store to get ice cream and chips uh, because we didn't get them. So <laughs> I've noticed it's really hard when you're home a lot to stick to a healthy diet. Do you have any tips uh, or any advice on how you're doing that or how other people can do that? Definitely. It. Uh, I think it really just comes back to that theme that I mentioned before of having more control. And again, some people will thrive with that and just be able to emphasize that control in a positive way towards their diet and say like, okay, well, I can choose what I have available to me now, like 90% of the day. So I'll just make that mm -hmm. conducive to my goals and try to keep the uh, less ideal foods out of reach. But other people mm -hmm won't do that and won't be as proactive and will have foods that are kind of like trigger foods for them or just might not be as conducive to their goals and that can work against them. So uh, for anybody in general wanting to just make the most of the situation, I think a little bit of what you're saying, like not making those things available to you, that's one option, but also like even just in your house, making those foods or uh, snacks, whatever it is, less available and less in your way. Like if you have a bag of chips sitting out on the counter, then it's right. going to just be right in your path a lot of the time. But yeah. if you tuck it away in a cabinet, even like put a note there to say like emergencies only or, or like think yeah. before you grab this, like that's something yeah. in your way. It becomes less mindless to do it. And that way, like any kind of friction there can make a huge difference because it just forces you to stop and actually consider the decision. Um, yeah. And what about if you know, I know for me and probably a lot of people, you know, if I eat, let's say it's seven o'clock at night and I have a couple chips or something, sometimes I feel like that's ruined my, my day of health. So then I'm just like, well, a couple chips, what's a little bit of ice cream or what's a few cookies or whatever. So how do you, how do people cope with letting it be okay to maybe have a snack that's not so good for you every once in a while without thinking that you just gave up and derailed your entire diet plan. Yeah, I my kind of go-to trick for this is I'm I'm a big advocate for anybody who can um, handle kind of the mental health side of tracking their calories. I think it's a mm -hmm. really helpful tool. I don't advise it for everybody. I have some coaching clients, for example, that do it, and some that like will never do it. And I think that's probably the best call. 
But mm -hmm. me personally, I've done it for a long time. It helps to just have that awareness of your overall diet because there is a certain calorie range that you should be eating within if you have a certain goal of weight loss, for example. And yep. if over the course of the day, all your calories are constructive to that and you're managing to fit it within that range or like hit that ideal target, then mm. you can fit those chips in or that ice cream or like probably more quote unquote junk food or just like treats than you realize if mm. your overall calories are in check. And like, I'll always advocate for having most of your calories come from nutritious, protein dense, like right. stereotypically cleaner foods that will kind of actually support your body and your day-to-day -day function in general. But you can 100% fit those things in and still make it work for your goals. It's just a matter of the overall picture uh, and the overall calorie intake working for them. And yep. you know, if you're tracking, that's the best way to be able to see that. But it kind of just goes to show it's not impossible at all. So even if you're not tracking, it's still very doable. Yeah, I know you've talked about before, like doing, like paying attention to your weekly nutrition rather than like daily. Um, would you say that that definitely helps, like with whether you're tracking or not, like just like knowing, you know, I've, one day you may have had more snacks than another, but it's not really the end of the day because your whole week you could actually like, you know, still maintain your, your overall health. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because people, and I, I used to do this too. I'd get really caught up in like, oh, today I was in a calorie surplus or today I was in a calorie deficit. So I was on track and it's very easy mm -hmm. to like not hit a target or hit a target and think it's doing a very specific thing to your goals, but your body isn't really clocking in and clocking out on in that way. It, it just doesn't work like that. In general, it's just going to react to the things that it's forced to get used to over time. So if you're used to eating like on average 3000 calories a day and you decide you want to lose weight, then if over the course of a week, your calorie, your daily calorie average becomes like 3,700 and then the next week it's 3,700 too. And the week after that, it's like 3,600. Then if in general, it's starting to trend in that direction, those are the changes that are going to actually impact your weight and impact your progress. And like within that average, you can have days where you're a lot higher and days where you're a lot lower. So it's like you're saying, it's a lot less helpful to get hung up on the day to day and more helpful to, if not the week to week, just think about it in general of like the direction you're trending in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, that yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And and it's a good way to not stress yourself out about every little thing that you put in your body, but have an overall mindset of, uh, of mindfulness of what you're eating and what you're doing to yourself. So much debated, highly debated question. Um, can you lose weight and build muscle at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> the big question. Um, yeah, I, I used to be very firm that like, no, you couldn't and you should just focus on one at a time. And in general, I think that's productive advice because most people will probably make more progress focusing on one versus the other. Uh, mm. Recent research from what I've seen at least has shown that it's more possible than people thought. It's just like a lot mm. of different factors have to really be supporting that. So um, the kind of classic example is most people mostly want to get leaner, but they don't want to just get smaller. They also want to have some muscle tone. That's kind of like most people that I talk to, like that's their goal. Obviously it's not everybody, but that's kind of the like common way people frame it. And when that's the goal, the factors that you would want to have in place are slight calorie deficit, 
adequate protein intake and lifting weights or just performing resistance training with a focus on progression and maintaining or building strength. And when those are all in place, you will, at the very least, lose fat and maintain a lot of muscle and get leaner. And at best, mm. if it's possible for your body, which it may or may not be, I think in a lot of situations it is, you will probably build some muscle, but it's going to largely come down to like, how much can you actually progress with your resistance training and right. how much will your muscles actually be forced to adapt to? So it's like, even if you're, you're, you're mainly prioritizing getting leaner anyway, so you're going to be doing these things. And if right. you're doing them right, then if you can build some muscle as well, then you probably will. So hopefully that suffices. Yeah. So, so yeah. you might be able to, what you're saying is you might be able to gain muscle quicker if you uh, do weight loss and muscle building in cycles rather than at the same time, but it's possible to do both. Uh, just maybe not, uh, you, you might not be doing both as strongly as you would if you were focusing on one of them individually. That was a lot simpler of a way of saying what I did. Yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, that's what I'm taking out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. That was a big thing for me. You know, I, um, I got a Peloton bike two years ago and I lost like all my muscle. I was cycling. I was probably burning about 10,000. No, it's not true. I was burning probably about five to 7,000 calories a week. And my diet stayed almost exactly the same. And I was in such a calorie deficit. I figured out this maybe a year later um, when I finally started going back to the gym that just like simple exercises like the arm curl, I lost about 10 pounds of my strength. It was very, very noticeable. Yeah, it was crazy. So then I flipped and I started to try to build muscle again. And now I'm in this in-between phase where I'm like trying to keep my weight off because I certainly lost a lot of fat with the cycling. Um, Really good at burning fat but also trying not to lose muscle again and trying to rebuild the muscle that I lost. So it's a complicated thing. Maybe right. I need a trainer or somebody. <laughs> Maybe, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because building new muscle is a lot harder to do than regaining old muscle. So in a situation like that, if you're actually just like trying to get stronger with those movements, then it's almost definitely going to happen even if you're in a calorie deficit because the like, quote unquote, muscle memory is still there, you still have those cells, they've just shrunk. So just by training them again, and and being sticking to that normal diet, like, you'll probably be able to regain that muscle in that kind of situation fairly easily. Cool, which is pretty cool. I was gonna say, I definitely saw that within my own, like journey, because I worked out for like a couple years, and then got like, I gained, you know, some muscle, but also, you know, within that time, just gained overall mass, and then took a break and kind of didn't really do much at all and then got back into it and I was like a lot weaker, but then really gained that muscle back like really quickly within like a couple of months time, which was like, you know, definitely a good thing to see uh, as I was, not, I was like not happy in the beginning. I was like, I used to be able to lift so much more. Right. It's, it's definitely kind of a relieving thing. So what do you think, how do you feel about the home gym kind of making a comeback? I feel like home gyms were sort of, uh, out of pop culture for maybe a decade and now all of a sudden all these all this new technology is bringing home fitness back uh which is probably a really good thing overall um could be negative in certain ways but how do you feel about it yeah i i feel like it it has been 
not necessarily a, a joke, but kind of looked down on in that like the yeah. going to the gym was like the end goal. Like if you were going to start with working out, then maybe you would start with home workouts and like work your way up to that, which is great. But it was like never mm -hmm. thought of as the thing that you would just stick with. And I think my own and a lot of people who I follow on Instagram and uh, social media that are like very into fitness have kind of seen it the same way that now it's it's like, okay, maybe this isn't so much of a joke. Maybe it's actually pretty a pretty effective strategy for a lot of people, especially people who aren't as inclined to want to go to the gym or just doing that doesn't work as well for their schedule on a regular basis. Um, yeah. yeah. I think convenience plays a huge part of it. It makes it a right. lot easier to get yourself to move every day than if you have to drive to the gym. For somebody that's either really busy or really lazy, if you have the mental capacity to get yourself to the gym then obviously <laughs> you're gonna find more to do there yeah and i mean there's things about a gym that like aside from working out like people do love the community aspect of it and some people just mm -hmm. like that it is separate from their home life and they have that place specifically to make that the priority right. but i think for a lot of reasons yeah the, the home gym is definitely making uh, a bit of a comeback yeah i think so most of your your business is online through social media. Um, like, have you seen during this time that there's been a lot more engagement or maybe a lot less for, you know, someone, I guess your realm is all fitness. So people maybe taking a break from fitness or have you seen more engagement overall? Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like for my page, at least it hasn't changed too much. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I think like it, it can kind of go both ways because like all these pages who were posting all these swipe workouts from the gym and like that was their thing are kind of like, oh shit. And I've, I've seen a lot of them adapt really quickly and make really cool home workout videos. And just uh, like Travis was saying, like a lot of the industry has reacted really quickly and is kind of thriving with the change. Whereas a lot of other uh, gyms and trainers just aren't, able to, aren't as able to adapt so quickly um but then there's also like just people in general are on social media a lot more for sure and yeah i i don't know if i can definitively answer that but at least for me i haven't seen a huge shift it's probably just been like some people that weren't on as much are and some people that were on more aren't as much but it's seemed to be a, a pretty yeah. even trade-off yeah, like a balance between you may have been getting some new people who have been really following along this time, and then a couple people kind of bounced away. They were like, I weren't really into the whole home workout situation. Exactly. <laughs> so on that note, how has social media helped you build your personal brand and your business? I think social media, for me, kind of created my personal brand and business because I was I mean I started my Instagram page when I was uh, it was like the summer after my sophomore year of college and I had just kind of decided I didn't want to be a political science major anymore I wanted to do something with fitness but I didn't want to go hardcore like kinesiology exercise science because that felt like not totally aligned with what I wanted to do so I ended up creating my own major uh, called fitness-based entrepreneurship that basically allowed me to take classes in like some in kinesiology, some in nutrition, some in business. And that ended up being pretty ideal. But without meaning to, I, I started my Instagram page just as kind of like a fun thing because I saw like friends making fitness pages. And I thought it'd be cool to just sort of like show off my progress a little bit and offer some tips. And I ended up just kind of 
kept posting every day, uh, saw like people were liking some of the posts, kind of posted more of what people reacted well to. And over time, figured out like how to make posts go viral and get more attention and gain more followers. And um, so like later or within like a year, I think I had gotten up to that like 10K mark. And that was when I was like, okay, this can actually be something. And I kind of kept yeah. building it from there. And under, I mean, that I didn't even know what a personal brand was when I started the page. And it sort of forced me to be like, what do I want to embody? Like, what do I want to say about fitness and about who I am and what do I want to represent? And it definitely, yeah. So I guess it started from there and, and built over time. And by the end of college, I got to the point where I was like, this is definitely what I want to do full time. And I know I want to work for myself. I just have to figure out like how to make it work. And coaching was kind of the first step in actually doing that. So to maintain your personal brand, are you looking into any of these new platforms? Like obviously TikTok has become uh, sort of in the spotlight since coronavirus. Uh, anything you're doing on TikTok or any other social platforms? I did start on TikTok at one point and I was posting pretty regularly. I, I kind of just stopped. I don't really know why I just wasn't as enthusiastic about it, which maybe isn't the most valid reason, but yeah, I, it, and like right after I stopped it, like really blew up. So I was like, ah, it just missed it. But yeah. I um, think we all did that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I have been posting on LinkedIn a good amount, which I kind of like, cause you can get a surprising amount of reach based on like however many connections you have. So it's, it's cool to be able to reach a sort of different audience from Instagram that way. But mm -hmm. uh, I've, most of my energy has been less around social media as kind of like the main uh, perpetrator, if that's the word, of like my brand and more so as like a means of marketing the more like business endeavors I'm doing. So I'm actually just now, well, not starting, but kind of we're in the startup phases of a new business that I'm working on. And Instagram and LinkedIn have been like helpful for getting that, like getting people's attention around that. What's a new business? Uh, I'm glad you asked. If you don't mind a, a miniature plug of sorts. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> tell us all about it. Uh, so it's called Wellby, and we like just put up like the first Instagram post yesterday, and just kind of officially announced it. But uh, it's me and a, a friend from my hometown where we've been kind of putting it together, creating the content. It'll essentially be, and I'm still working on the elevator pitch, but uh, it's right. you sign up and you are sent one text every day that has a task for you to complete. And it's just like a small action, something you would be able to do during the day. And it also, so it has like what to do, what to know and what else. So you have the task, some context around it and information to kind of help out with it. And then anything else you should be focusing on. And you get one of these texts a day, you complete the task. And the idea is that over the course of six weeks or so, it walks you through how to lose weight and how to achieve a successful weight loss transformation. Very cool. What's the Instagram page? It's uh, text Welby. So T E X T W E L B E E. Cool. Awesome. Appreciate Sounds the chance to plug. Pretty cool. We'll definitely follow it. Yeah, no problem. Um, we'll follow that page and see your progress. That's pretty exciting. So, any other business adventure or business ventures? Business adventures. Um, <laughs> so any other business that. ventures or, or side projects you're working on aside from the the personal brand and the personal fitness training? That's been the main thing. I I mean, my main like uh, business right now is the online coaching. So I'm still kind of taking mm -hmm. on clients on a case-by-case -case basis, but 
mostly I'm, I was kind of just like this sort of started me working on Welby started because I was like realizing coaching isn't what I want to do forever. And I like the idea of a subscription model and something that could impact more people and could be more accessible to more people because of price. And so yeah. a lot more of my attention started to focus on that. And now I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, okay, let's see if I can jump out of coaching almost completely and into Welby full time. And I've kind of put my eggs yeah. all in one basket and doing that, but it's, it's exciting. And I'm definitely excited to see what we're able to do with it. Yeah, it's definitely a good concept. I feel like the, the big thing that comes in the way of people in their weight loss or muscle gaining goals is really just consistency, right? So if you can help them stay on track with little reminders, I think it's an awesome idea. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's almost like you have the full-time personal trainer, nutritionist that helps somebody that has a lot like, let's, you know, um, the rock, like his trainer and nutritionist would be like the top of level of trainer and nutritionist. Then you go down to like online, online training, uh, nutrition for people that don't have as much time to be at the gym for six hours a day and be in their kitchen for the other 10 hours a day. <laughs> Um, and then you have well which is for people that really have no time, but want to stay on top of consistency and, and on top of their goals. So you're kind of covering two of the three levels of, uh, fitness and nutrition in a way. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's kind of the idea is like, I, I feel like a lot of what I see is just really overwhelming, especially for people in that beginner phase of wanting to get in better shape. And our goal with this mm -hmm. is to be like, okay, today, this is what you're doing. Literally, like all you have to do is this task. And it's just about taking daily action and because most people get that overwhelm and just respond by not doing anything because it's too much to think about. But if it's just one right. action a day, it actually accumulates really well over time. And then you slowly work them up to where they're ready to maybe take the next step and get a full-time nutritionist or personal trainer once they get there. But um, yeah, I think I would say probably 70% of the population needs to get that base level of uh, consistency down. First, exactly. Right? Definitely. Yeah. As I've been getting into like fitness, a lot of my friends like notice they're like, oh, like you seem to like, you know, I share some things on social media, just like different things I find that I'm like, oh, that that was interesting. That helped me. And a lot of my friends are like, how do you like what do you what do I do? I want I'm interested in this as well. And I'm like, well, the first thing is like start small because if you just like jump right into it, some it works for some people, but like most people, if you jump right into it going and like you're gonna get burnt out. So I think the whole like, you know daily like little things in the beginning would definitely be helpful for a lot of people yeah thank yeah. you I, I appreciate you saying that it's it's true like most people almost want to do the extreme thing because it is like it feels like it's going to work if you're doing all this stuff and you know everybody wants the quick result but if you're willing to accept that it's not going to happen quickly and that that's not realistic for you to actually maintain in the long term that and you do kind of submit to just taking those smaller steps that will actually you know, you'll be able to build on over time. That's where the success actually happens. Yeah. Have you, like, are you maybe going to like tier it to where like over time, if someone like gets past like a certain level of like, I like this one thing a day reminder, or maybe you send like multiple things for them to do a day or. Yeah. I, that's a good question. We're, <laughs> we're kind of playing around with what the, I guess, future of it will be, especially after those six weeks. And right now we're kind of calling those six weeks phase one and we have all that content ready. And we're really just brainstorming like what the ideal next steps would be. So the way we might be doing it is the next phase would be a shorter one that focuses on 
the specifics of something like behavior change in general and really helps to cement these habits and has them focus on multiple things. And then the eventual idea is that we get them onto almost the equivalent of like an email list, but just to their texts. So it's just one text a day with whether or not it's a task, we're not totally sure, but just something related to weight loss or supporting their health and you know some information around it. And it might be like extra resources or links or something, we're not really sure. But yeah, that's the idea, just graduating them up kind of slowly. Maybe like pick like a specific path on like what they kind of want or you know, different, I guess like once they're past that six weeks, they probably get more used to the whole overall um, you know, doing those tasks and like, you know, just going further into the journey. Right. Yeah. We're we're definitely playing around with a lot of different ideas, but all all these things are stuff we've sort of tossed around. So um I'm at least excited to see what we end up moving. Yeah, it's cool to hear about. Yeah. Thank you. We'll definitely have to have you on the show uh later on, maybe in six months and see where you're at with uh Wellby. That'd be cool. <laughs> cool. We'd love to do that. One of the biggest things I always talk about with you know my friends, and I think you've talked about it a little bit on your social media, but it's like diet trends and the whole fads of all these diets. Like, what's your uh, your opinion on those overall? <laughs> Not very fond. I think uh, I'm I'm a big fan of like incorporating whatever you can actually stick with and what works for your lifestyle. And I think for most people, making some jump to something like keto or uh, paleo or some like. Ex- not necessarily extreme, but extreme compared to what you're already doing. Diet like that just isn't going to be the way to maintain results in the long term. So I'll always advise like taking the small steps and making the sustainable changes first and kind of building on them. And if that leads to restricting carbs entirely, which I don't think it would for nearly anybody, then so be it. But I think doing what sounds good and what seems like it'll get a quick result is usually why people end up doing those things which obviously I'm, I'm not totally in favor of yeah i think we all have that friend that does keto for a month and then the next month they're on <laughs> high carb no fat no protein and then they flip-flop and then they're on vegan diets and and they swear <laughs> by it but they they never actually see the results from it so it's uh right questionable so what are what are your uh what are your macro nutrients look like in general do you go more heavy on the carbs for energy uh i think you said high protein yeah i'll do like so i will kind of stick to a general calorie intake so i'm like not tracking right now so my nutrition has been Mm. i mean calorie intake wise it's probably been a lot higher than it was before and i i'm just Mm. not really working actively towards a specific goal i'm more so just trying to like maintain while focusing on other things in my life but yeah, I, I try to have a solid protein intake. That doesn't mean like as much as possible, just like an yeah. adequate amount, like one gram per pound of lean body weight within my overall mm-hmm. calories. And then the breakdown within the rest, even when I am tracking, I don't really differentiate much between carbs and fats. I find just going for overall nutritious foods and uh, trying to have a yeah. solid like nutrient profile within my diet, that's kind of the priority. And then However, that ends up being divided between carbs and fats within the context of like my overall calories tends to just be the best thing. And if the calories and protein are in check, then the results, you know, it, it, it still happens. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Because there's so much debate about uh, really carbs or fat for energy, right? And at the end of the day, I think there's so much debate because different things work for different people. 
if you're running marathons and you're cycling like six hours a day, then you obviously need to eat a ton of carbs. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> if you're working out for 30 minutes a day and sitting at your desk, maybe you need to eat a little bit less carbs, maybe some more fat and definitely a lot of protein. Um, and it's, it's funny to me cause I'm not nearly as advanced, uh, with nutrition or uh, fitness as you are. But when I see people debating this stuff, it's very clear, at least to me that everything, every person is different and different things work for different people. So there's no point of arguing with your buddy about what's working for him or what's not working for him. Um, because it's his body, it's not yours. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. And it's like, yeah. Even within that, there's what your body wants the most, and then there's what like ends up being available to you and is most sustainable right. for you to stick to. And even that, it's like that's going to be different for everyone as well. So, like you mm -hmm. said, trying to push what you're doing on someone else or trying to assume that one thing is going to work for everyone is just kind of a waste of time. To keep the movement going, follow Max on Instagram at MaxNotFit and visit him online at MaxNotFit.com. That's M A X N O T T Fit. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and look out for an update on Max's new project, Wellbe.